0: understand what that limiting self-belief is for them and so so a limiting self-belief is anything that's holding you back from your full potential and to understand that you have to what is it that you want to do what is it that you should be doing and then ask yourself why you're not and that's where you start to see those roadblocks
1: hey friends and welcome to the girl means business podcast I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm so glad you're here this week. We have survived the month of July. We are on our way out of July and headed into August. And I don't know about you, but this feels like the never ending summer. I mean, I feel like we've been on summer break for about six months now, which I guess technically we almost have because, you know, school has been out for a while and we've all been home for such a long time. So hopefully you are looking forward to these podcasts each week as much as I am for just a little bit of happiness inside your earbuds. And today's show is no different. Today, I'm chatting with Kimberly Hambrisk, who is also known as the Cannoli Coach. She is a leadership development and growth coach and trainer, and she designs empowered leaders to achieve the significance they desire. Today, she and I are chatting all about limiting beliefs. This is something that is near and dear to my heart, because over the last year, I have really spent time and energy and money and effort into understanding mindset and limiting beliefs and just how powerful our thoughts can be and diving into what those thoughts really look like and breaking them down so that you can break through them. And I have looked at tons of limiting beliefs within my own self in the past year, whether that was The belief that I wasn't pretty enough to be in front of the camera or that I wasn't smart enough or that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't destined to be successful. Things like that I was saying to myself that when you say them out loud, sound crazy and things that if your best friend said to you, you would immediately shut it down and tell her how amazing she is. And yet we can't do that with ourselves most of the time. And it's just crazy how powerful our thoughts and our mind can be. So today, Kimberly and I are talking about her story, her incredible story, and just the power of breaking through these limiting beliefs and not even breaking through them because I want to make sure it's very clear that getting past these beliefs takes time. It takes work and it's not a one and done thing. It's not something that you're going to walk out of a therapy session or walk away from a podcast episode and go, wow, I am I'm done with that limiting belief. It's never coming back. I've broken through it. It's something you're going to have to continually work on. And so just know that when we say break through those, that breaking through process is not easy and it's not simple and it's not something that happens overnight. So when you hear our conversation, and I want you to keep that in mind that These are things that are constantly going to rear their ugly head. You're going to have moments of weakness. You're going to have moments where those thoughts come back into your mind. But having the tools to push past them, having the tools to say, no, not today. This is not what I'm going to focus on today. Those are the things that matter. So hopefully when you listen to our interview today, you'll be able to gain some of those tools and add them to your Toolbox to help you work through all the limiting beliefs that you may be having, or just to discover what your limiting beliefs really are. So, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Kimberly. All right. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. How are you today? Hey,
0: I am doing great. And I'm so excited to have the conversation with you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for being here. So, I like to start every interview with just your story. So, let's get into a little bit about what it is that you do, how you got there, your journey to what where you are now.
0: Sure, Absolutely. So I call myself a leadership development and growth coach and trainer. And I'm a firm believer that we all are leaders. It does not matter about our title, but we all have the potential for being a leader in leadership. And this is something relatively new over the past three or four years that I got into. I was coming up on Almost 30 years in corporate America. And for most of those years, I was in a leadership role. So I was always mentoring and coaching others. But somewhere along the way, I kind of forgot about me and my own self worth and my own value. So very successful, always getting ahead. But one of those people that, you know, I would get a promotion. I'm like, okay, what's next? I never celebrated. Or, if I didn't get the promotion, well, it's because I wasn't good enough. there was something that I wasn't doing and i I had to take a deep look at that I had to take I had to understand where that was coming from, and I had to make some changes and that's kind of ultimately where what led me to where I am right now
1: well, awesome, yeah, no, I think I was just talking to somebody the other day, a friend of mine you mentioned about the celebrating the small things like I'm terrible about that, like just remembering to look at how far you've come, even though it's like little steps along the way that got you there. Just remembering like to celebrate those little steps because eventually you're going to look back and be like, oh wow, like I started way back here and look where I am now. And I never took the time to really acknowledge how successful I've been, you know? So I think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, and, and I appreciate what you said about little steps because it's it's funny, the things that I say to outward to others and to my clients were never words that I was saying inward to myself. But when you talk about little steps, I always call them inchworm steps. Mm -hmm. And even an inchworm step forward is progress. And to take the time to, even if it's just to say, good job, I did that. And then move on. But it sounds like you and I were never even doing that.
1: No, (laughs) no, I'm the same way. I'm a lot like you. I'm always looking for like, what's the next thing? What's the next step? How can I get better? How can I improve? you know, and my husband always says, he's like, you're just never settled. And I was like, it's not that I'm not settled. Like I'm perfectly content with my life. Everything is going really well, but I always have that in the back of my mind of like, it could be better if I just do this. And it's not a, it could be better in a way that like, it's not good the way it is. It's a, what else can I do to improve my situation? It's always put back on me. I'm never like, what else can someone else do for me? It's what can I do to improve my situation and just get a little bit more towards that goal. Yeah.
0: And, and you know, as women, I, and I think women who are married, and I have two grown sons. So they're 23 and 26. I don't know if you have children yet or not. Um, but we think we have to do everything ourselves. And we have to be perfect at everything. And after a while, that kind of takes a toll on yourself. And so one of the things that I absolutely love, I have a dear mentor that says we're perfectly imperfect. And once I understood that and grabbed hold of it, we don't have to do it all by ourselves. And we're not meant to do it all by ourselves as we try to improve our lives.
1: Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're gonna love it just as much as I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I actually, I've got two daughters. They're young, seven and three. And so I'm trying really hard to be an example for them because I, that's exactly what you said. Like I put it all on myself of, I need to do everything. I need to do it well. When in reality, that's not what they need for me. They just need me to be mom. And
0: and, and, you know, when, when I started to think about where my limiting self-beliefs started from, because I mean, I lived well into my forties, um, almost to my early fifties struggling with it, but most people wouldn't have known that I was struggling with it because I was successful. And from the outside looking in, I looked like I was very happy. I looked like I was very successful, but I was masking it. And when you have to kind of take a deep dive into where that all started, it it truly did start at at a very young age. I I was the middle child. So say what you want about birth order, (laughs) but, um, a middle child in an Italian um, Catholic family. So I had an older sister that three, we were all three years apart. So there was a lot of math being done by my parents, obviously, (laughs) but um, my older sister was celebrated. You know, she was the firstborn. Whatever she wanted to do, I did. You know, forced to take tap dancing for seven years, absolutely hated it, have no (laughs) rhythm. Um, And then my brother he was gonna carry on the family name. So my parents, when I look back at it, they didn't mean at all. You know, they love me, but they didn't mean at all for me to start to shrink away and mm-hmm. think I didn't matter. You know, cause when you're the mini version of your sister, it's like, you don't have your own identity. And I kind of overcompensated by becoming the smart kid, the good kid, I was always excelling. And it just always seemed not to be good enough. And, and I mentioned that because as a mother who's dealt with that, we're going to make mistakes, but you're right. Love your kids. Show them an example. I mean, you've stepped out of your career. You're doing this. You still have another mm-hmm. career. They see you as a strong woman. So that's really all you need to do.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I. this is kind of going off a different topic, but I was talking to my mom just the other day. And I asked her, I said, you know, Hey, you, cause she ran a business full time. She worked, you know, 10 hour days and was, you know, week, busy on weekends. She didn't get to go on all the field trips. She didn't get to do all the things that I saw other moms doing. And I asked her, I said, Hey, did you ever feel guilty for that? Because as a mom of young kids now, like that mom guilt is very strong mm-hmm. and we all talk about it and we all feel it. And she looked at me and she was like, no, I don't think so she goes, I knew that I was doing what I had to do to provide for our family and to put food on the table and a roof over your head. And she was like, it didn't occur to me that I needed to also be the room mom and the you know snack mom and all those things. She goes, I was just doing what I felt like I needed to do to provide for you and give you what you needed. And when she was saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's like, we have created this idea of guilt and needing to do all these things. And I look at my girls and like just last night, my oldest daughter kept saying, like, oh, will you just will you play a game with me? And I I caught myself saying like, no, I need to do this or no, I need to do that. And it was things around the house. It was like, no, I need to empty the dishwasher. No, I need to go finish that load of laundry or no, I need to send this one email. And I finally just stopped and I was like, no, I'm going to come play a game with you because once you're in bed, I can do all these other things, mm-hmm. but all she wants from me is to play that game or yeah. to watch that show with her or to go sit outside and watch her play on the playground or whatever it might be. And I was like, so I just need to remind myself that that's all they need. Everything else is a bonus.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. And, and what a great what a great thing that you just did there and I'm I'm so glad you shared that. And your mom, what a great mindset because I think back when my children were young and in school. And some of the mothers who didn't work that, you know, hovered all the time and were always in there. Every time a party came around, uh, they would send a note home with my sons that said, have your mom bring napkins. <laughs> I could actually do something more than napkins. And, um, so I actually said that one time and then I, I ended up hosting like the whole party. and And I did it, but they, of course, where, you know, yeah, she could just bring napkins. She's busy.
1: <laughs> well, and I have to say, I have an amazing mom. So I'm just going to shout out to her. She's, she's one of like, if I can be half the mom that she was when I was growing up, that I'm doing good. So she's incredible. I love that. Okay. So you mentioned briefly earlier, talking about like limiting beliefs. That's kind of the topic I want to focus on today. So let's look a little bit at like, what exactly are limiting beliefs? Because I think We hear that term a lot these days. It's become a little more popular. People are saying like, oh, limiting beliefs and breaking through your limiting beliefs and this and that. But what exactly are they? And how do we figure out what our limiting beliefs are?
0: Yeah. So to to kind of shed a little light on that, I have to tell a little bit of my story. And um, you may find out that I obviously didn't know what they were until it was too late. So I... When I started to realize, maybe I wasn't the favorite daughter. <laughs> maybe I wasn't recognized. What I internalized is, I'm not good enough.
1: Hmm.
0: I, I don't matter. And that just continued throughout my life. Um, when I was successful, I would, you know, we we talked about it. I I didn't really celebrate it. I was always pushing. I was never satisfied. Always trying for more and more. And it got to the point where it was just. I have it. It was subconscious. I was doing it. So I, I connected with a mentor one time and we were talking and it was a very simple thing. And I'm, and I'm I always say simple yet profound, because those are the things that really have the most impact on, on me. And it was a very simple question that he asked me, think about what you say after I am oh. and, and keep track of that. And I have to tell you, Kendra, I was ashamed of how I talked to myself because my I am was always followed by something negative. And oh. I didn't i didn't even think about it. It was so effortless that this came out of my mouth. And I, ne- I would never say that, even to my worst enemy if I had one, I would never say the things that I was saying to myself. So that habit and always doing that kind of... Um, I had a very self-deprecating sense of humor. So when I would be at work and being very successful, I was never taking credit for anything. I was always pushing it on the team that it was their success. All the blame was on me. And I I had the good fortune of working with a few people that knew I suffered from limiting self-belief and actually took advantage of that. And mm-hmm. so, what I mean by that is, I, I worked with uh, several colleagues in the education world that would keep notes on their phone, and they called them isms, which were the stupid things that I said, or oh the gosh. word, or the word, yes, or the word. You know, I, my brain goes faster than my mouth, and um, I don't think about what, how it's coming out, and so I was always you know, I always had these things that weren't quite right. We would be in meetings, we would be traveling. And one of them would say, hey, let's pull out our chemisms. And that just continued to, you know, dump on me, if you will. And I I internalized it more and more. Oh, my goodness, these smart people, (laughs) I must not be worthy. And what really happened and why I'm so focused on helping people to understand what that limiting self-belief is for them. And so, so a limiting self-belief is anything that's holding you back from your full potential. And to understand that, you have to, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you should be doing? And then ask yourself why you're not. And that's where you start to see those roadblocks. So what mine did and, and what a lot of my mentors have said is you can't outperform your mindset. And so I got to a point of being very successful, but I was hitting that wall because I didn't believe in myself enough to step out on the ice and, and try something more. And it, it got to the point where I started to realize it wasn't these people, even though they weren't really nice at times, It, it I can't blame it on them because I created that environment for people who may want to take advantage of it, to take advantage of my limiting self-reliefs. And I have to tell you, when I looked in that ugly mirror and I knew it was me, um, I didn't want to do it anymore. I couldn't do it anymore. So I purposefully sought out mentors to help me. And I, I put in the work and what I say to people is if, 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 If I functioned that way up into my late forties and look at me now, anybody, anybody can make that change. It's, you just have to want it enough to step outside of that box that you've lived in Mm -hmm. to be something more.
1: I don't know if that answered your question. No, that's amazing. Like I, I have so many thoughts when you were talking, (laughs) but I think I can relate a lot to the sort of self-deprecation I think, and I think a lot of women can relate to that. And when, even not just women in, that are running a business, but women in general. Like we are so hard on ourselves, and I'll be the first to raise my hand and say that's me. I mean, I I think all the time. Like I say things about myself and to myself that I would never say to anybody else. And if I ever heard my daughter saying that about herself, I would be more like I would be terrified for her be like, no, we don't say those things, but yet I'm so okay saying them about myself. And I think there's a lot of women probably listening to this right now going, yeah, I do the exact same thing. And whether it's about, you know, your body or your health or your personality or, you know, appearance wise or business wise, or parenting wise, whatever it might be, we all have those. And I think that that's, being able to recognize that that it is you that it's you it's not other people doing this about you or to you that it's you putting it out there and then taking the steps to make that change i think that's like you know what is it the recognizing you have a problem is the first step to solving the problem <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I so agree with what you're saying. And one of the things that popped into my mind, because I focus on being, you know, in leadership. So as a female in a leadership role, it was really, we're, we're expected to act differently mm-hmm. in that role. And and I had a um, quote unquote, colleague friend who anytime I did something well, would tell me, you know, you have masculine leadership qualities. Wow. Really? What, what does that mean? And then when I did something, you know, not well, well, it's because you're a female. And I, one of the things that I did for my own personal leadership growth was back in 2017 to join the John Maxwell team, because I knew who John Maxwell was. He's the leadership guru. And I did it for my own growth because even though I was a leader, I made mistakes and I knew that. And I remember I remember having a conversation with John and with Mark Cole, who is his, you know, CEO. And I had asked about, you know, I, I shared that comment about my masculine leadership qualities and they're like, leadership is genderless. And I'm like, I I yeah, and, and I, and I love that. And I'm a person that I, you know, I'm a, the, the servant heart, but I, I care for people. And that was viewed as a weakness as a female. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't care if it's a weakness or not. That's who I am. And to be true to myself, that's how I'm going to be. So, yeah, that was just one of the things that uh, one of these little uh ahas, you know, I could probably write a book on it (laughs) someday about, wow, did I really let people talk to me that way? But again, it goes back to if you think you don't matter. Mm -hmm. you'll accept it. So what I would say to your listeners is we all matter. And if you find yourself thinking that you don't, or if you find yourself putting yourself third, fifth, or sixth, that that's a little bit of a a clue Mm -hmm. that maybe you need, need to step back and take a pause and say, you know, it's okay to put myself first. And it's okay to be the cheerleader of myself. Because yeah. sometimes there's nobody else. Who will well, and if that.
1: you're not going to cheer yourself on, you can't expect anybody else to either. Yeah, it,
0: exactly. And, and 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 that goes back to I created that environment. If if I didn't care enough about myself, why did I think I was attracting people who were going to see my value? Uh, a few of these people saw what they could get from me mm-hmm. in terms of their career, and what I learned, what I had to learn to do after I realized, okay, it's me, I need to make some changes. Um, one of the other really powerful lessons that I learned was to look at a situation and accept the part that was the truth that I wanted to own. And what I mean by that, um, people spin their stories, you know, there are mm-hmm. two sides and with this, the two sides to every story? The truth is somewhere in between. Well, I had to step, to look at it and I had to accept, okay, I, my actions may have caused somebody to feel this way and I'm going to accept that truth, but I can't accept what, how they felt, what they feel, what they're spinning and learning to only focus on what was my, in my control has probably been one of the most amazing things that I've ever learned. And I wish I had learned that A heck of a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, I agree. You know, I kind of think that way too is, you know, going back to the idea of like, I'm always looking to kind of improve and get better. But again, it's always what can I do? It's always putting it on me and what can I control? You know, I can't control whether or not a client books with me. I can only control what I'm putting out there for them. You know, I can't control a situation, you know, outside of my powers. I can only control what I do on my end of that. And that's been really powerful to try to remind myself. Again, this is all, these are all things that I have to remind myself on a regular basis because I do, I find myself falling into those limiting beliefs of, you know, oh, this is happening to me instead of this is happening for For me. me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and that's another one of those simple yet profound. I mean, that's not brain surgery, but those are, those are the things that would trip me up the most. And So when I think about the past two or three years, where I've been, and the words that bubble up, I've been intentional and consistent with my own self-growth because I felt I had a lot of work to do on me. And then once, you know, it's it's almost what do they say about a reformed smoker when someone quits smoking? Everybody needs quit smoking. Well, I, I get me now. I see my full potential, and I want every woman to have this feeling of empowerment. And so that's why I do what I'm doing. Um, but I had this, you know, I, I I no longer need outside validation because I know I'm good enough. And now I'm going to give you an example of an outside validation that happened to me recently that just meant the world to me. Um, so I mentioned Mark Cole before. Mark started in as a, as someone who was making calls for one of John's companies 18 years ago. He's now over the whole company I mean he is the one that John has passed the baton to to take over you know and and he's he has a servant heart and he cares and so this gentleman uh, a few years ago when I get on a call with him after you know a really difficult personal situation with my son that kind of um, caused was the reason why I left corporate because somebody had shared that story up and it wasn't that person's story to share Mm. And so I had kind of said, that's not your story to share. And I thought we were okay, but we were far from okay, because I really saw um, the depths of this person. And what I mean by that, I was in a conversation and I heard, you know, this person has been recording you, audio, video, recording you and journaling everything you've done for the past 10 plus years. Wow. And I'm like, excuse me? And then I was like, uh, no. And then I was like, I'm done. And um, that was, but I think I think my not valuing myself, I wouldn't have known. And I didn't even know if there were signs, but that that was something that was just, you know. So I remember being on a phone call with Mark, like maybe a week after I left corporate, I resigned from a stellar career mm-hmm. without a plan. I, I didn't even think through it. I just knew I had to leave and it was bad. I mean, I don't even know if I got a word out through the tears. And I was talking to him recently. I had an opportunity to be a, a meeting with him in Atlanta and I'm working, you know, my program, Lead You Forward is connected with one that I've done with him. And he came out, he, he mentioned that first call in front of everybody. And he said, you know, he said, if you want to see somebody who has put in the work and has completely changed, go talk to Kimberly. And so I went to thank him afterwards. And he said, I said, I can't believe you remember that call. And he said, of course I do. And he said, you know why? He said, because you were so broken when you were talking to me. And he said, and I remember it because I've been broken before. And what he said next was, being a part of your journey over the past few years to watch what we're both persons of faith. And I don't put my faith on other people, but this was aligned with the faith aspect. He said to watch the potter put you back together and put gold in those cracks. Wow.
1: I'm That's just standing amazing.
0: There, I'm standing there crying. And, but what I realized it was not so much that his words were beautiful and mm-hmm. so impactful, but, People who are successful can see my value. And why was I spending so much time in the past worrying about people who, in and of themselves, you know, the the comment, hurt people, hurt people. So these people were broken in their own way, or they would not have been documenting me. I mean, come on, I am the most boring person in the world. And if you're going to spend all that time documenting me, you might need to go get a life. <laughs> um, and, and so that's, that is the growth that I've been able to do. And I, I truly, I mean, I work with both men and women, but my, my heart is for women who we have tried our best. We try to do everything, and from the outside, we're successful. But as you said of yourself, so many of us are struggling, yeah, and yeah. and we're wearing a mask, or we're just, you know, hoping they don't figure out that we don't know what we're talking about, or um, we're trying to come to agreement, an internal agreement with ourselves that this is going to have to be good enough. And I don't want anybody to settle for this is going to have to be good enough.
1: Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers. Are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance. But that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab a -a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Oh my gosh, I love that story. That's amazing. And I think that, yeah, like there's so much like you said, you put in the work. I think that's the big thing too, is that you put in the work, you did the things you needed to do to move past everything that you had had thought about yourself before. And a lot of times I think we, we see these, we hear these stories of people who have overcome things or have gone through things. And we, we look at it as, well, it just happened that way but you have to put in the work. You have to get up every day and remind yourself of these things. You have to say the affirmations. You have to journal or write things down or whatever, however you get through that that process. But it's work and it's not just going to, you're not gonna wake up one day and be like, oh, I value myself now because I told myself yesterday I value myself. It's an ongoing, and I'm sure you probably feel this way too, but it doesn't end either. Like you, there is no point where you're just like, okay, now I'm good. I can live the rest of my life. Like it's, it's forever continuing to evolve and grow and change. And, and again, you have to put in the work.
0: Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that you said that and, and how you said that because, you know, I, first of all, I think back to five years ago, I was you know, I love going to the gym and lifting weights. I was in excellent shape. And I I met every goal I wanted. And then I thought, I got this. I didn't have that. Um, You know, (laughs) I I did not have that. I've been very humbled recently going back into the gym. And I I told my sons last night, um, I can't lift weights like I used to. And they're like, of course not, mom, you're starting over. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I'm, I said, I'm lifting girl weights. And they're like, well, you're a girl. It's okay. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, but, but you, you don't get there. So thinking about the transformation process, and it truly is a transformation process, and it's an ongoing daily process. And when, when I work with people and I first have an intake conversation, it's really important for me that they understand that they have to put in the work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to help guide them. I'm going to give them tools and resources, but you have to put in the work yourself because it, it doesn't happen. It, and um, I, a couple of people sometimes tell me that, you know, it's really funny because uh, in my past, people told me I was negative Nelly and I was nothing was, ever, you know, I was like, Eeyore, woe is me. <laughs> now it's like, oh my gosh, you're so positive. And I'm thinking, well, but I believe that all things are possible. It doesn't mean, you know, and some people call me out on this all the time. Um, my happy place is in the car singing to music. I am the worst singer on God's earth. I mean, I'm amazed that the glass hasn't broken in the car from how bad I am. So I know I'm not going to be a singer, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy the joy of it. So when I tell people all things are possible it's within limits of course but i don't want to be that person that says you know kendra okay yeah you want to do this but can you really do it let's do this really i don't want to burst anybody's bubble i want to equip them with the tools and the knowledge that they need to find their path forward and that's really what this is all about so when people tell me <clears throat> that i'm too positive i'm like thank you um, but you're right. I don't put something out there. And and I think it's going to, you know, it resonates with somebody and then they're magically fixed. But every time you can plant a little bit of seed in somebody's mindset, and that's really what we're talking about, is we're trying to break down into that subconscious mind where we don't even know that we're doing this, these things that they become a habit. So if you can constantly stick a little seed in there, each and every day, then after a while, that's what grows. And one of the, one of the things, you know, I've said before, simple yet profound. One of the things that really helped me was um, I was in a book study for uh, Think and Grow Rich a Napoleon Hill book. And it's really rich is how you look at it. It doesn't just mean monetary, but there was a line in there that fear and faith make bad bedfellows. And when I started to think about that, it uh, the way I thought about it was if I'm keeping all these negative thoughts in my mind, there's not room for positive. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start sticking a positive one in and and I'm going to be perfectly honest. And I want everybody to understand it was extremely uncomfortable. um, And it was difficult, but so worth it. Uh, The very first time I said something positive about myself, I I honestly kind of looked around to see who I was talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how funny. Oh my gosh. I like that. I love the idea of like putting even just baby steps. Like we talked about earlier, like the small little interim steps. It's not, again, it's not like jumping into the deep end. You're going to slowly get there. So just saying something positive on a regular basis is going to help get you there. Okay. So I have um, an idea. I want to run by you. So I want to, kind of tell you what i feel like one of my limiting limiting beliefs is which i think is one that a lot of people are going to relate to and then see kind of what tips or advice you might give for helping me get through that so one of my limiting beliefs which i think is my biggest one is this idea i have that huge success on a grand scale is not is not for me that it's for this elite group of people that I can strive to be, but I will never attain. Like I will I'm trying to think how to better articulate that. But it's the idea that I'm just this former teacher, mom in a small little suburban town. Who am I to have this huge success working out of my guest room slash home office? So how do you, like, what would be your thoughts on how to move past that idea, that limiting belief that big things are not meant for someone who feels small? Yeah. Wow. And that is a huge
0: one. And so one of the things that I'm very happy about is that you have recor- are recording this. So the first thing that I would say to you is take this clip and listen to the words that you just used to describe okay. yourself. Because you have a lot of just, um, you, your your language is putting you down in there. And so that's one of the first things to do. I, I ask people to write out. And so look at those words. And when you start taking those out, so become aware of how you're talking about yourself in this situation. Uh, the other question I would really start with is, why do you feel that? Why do you think that?
1: Um, I think... I don't really know. I think it's just because I, I'm a little bit fearful of success, which is weird to say, but I look at what I'm able to accomplish right now. And granted, I have a three-year-old that is home with me most days and it's hard to get a whole lot done. And that won't always be the case, but I look at sort of my daily timeline. I think, how could I possibly do more on this grand scale. I think I'm looking too far ahead. Like I'm not looking at the journey to get there. I'm just looking at the end result of these highly successful women in this this area that I want to be in and thinking, well, I can't be there right now. So is it even possible for me to ever get there because it seems so far away from where I am right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so first of all, stop the comparison game. <laughs> Stop looking at these women who are 10, 15, 20 years down the road from where you are, because we all start somewhere. Um, you mentioned the word fear. And and that's that's a huge one. I, I, I still do to a point. I stopped short of that huge success. And and for me, what I'm starting to realize is it it is connected to fear because it's like when I get there, do I have what it takes to get me to the next step? Yep. And you said that, and we've talked about this focus on the next step. So you have so much on your plate right now and you have a three-year-old first and foremost, enjoy those moments because they grow up (laughs) and and it's, I don't want to break your heart. You know, I didn't get the memo at birth that they leave you. (laughs) So um, I'm just going to let you and others know they leave you. Um, So you you have to prepare for that from the beginning. (laughs) But my my boys are my best friends. I mean, they they call me and we go see movies and we go to dinner. And that's when you know you did the things right growing up. Mm -hmm. But um, what's one thing that you can add to your busy schedule a week? Let's not even go, let's not start with a day. What is one thing that you can add to your schedule each week that'll help you plant that step forward in whatever this looks like for you?
1: I think for me, that's going to be like connecting with other people that I'm trying to help through this podcast, through the Facebook group, through email, through all those things, it's going to be making those connections Mm -hmm. and building on those connections. Because I I think that's going to be the foundation that's going to get me to the next level I want to be at.
0: So so would you agree to focus on that for like the next two months? Yeah. Yeah. And then see, and I want you to report back to me. I want to hold you. I will. I want you to email me and let me know because that's, so when you think about it from, just what can you do an, an easy first step? That's, that's not a huge lift. If you would have said that to me and I said, okay, Kendra spend three hours a day doing that. There's no what, but yeah. in a week, could you find an hour? Cause I'm, I'm going to be honest. I am. a. I, I was amazed at how much time I wasted when I thought I was busy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Completely. Yeah. I mean, I was busy thinking I was busy when I wasn't <laughs> busy. So that was something. And then the other thing that I, when I talk with people who are transitioning through work and they want to get to the next level, I always say to them, is there somebody that has that position that you want? So you're talking about these successful women. Is there a successful woman out there that that's who you aspire to be? Well, oh, reach, yeah, reach out and make a connection and ask them, would they mind sharing their story with you? And everybody, everybody has a story and people love to feel valued and want to be heard. Um, One of the things that I would say though, is if you reached out to the successful woman and she says, oh, it's easy. It happened overnight. Then you just need to, uh, you need to bless and release her and wish her well. (laughs) Next person, because it didn't happen overnight, but find somebody that's there that you can ask some of those questions of and see if they would be willing to share insights and or mentor you because we all started somewhere.
1: Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think it's easy to forget that. I think, again, it's easy to see someone's success And even though, you know, nowadays it's becoming more popular for people to share their stories online and put it, you know, of course with the popularity of podcasts and all that, like you hear a little more of the behind the scenes, but I still feel like we're all holding back a little bit. You know, we don't want to really reveal the full ugly truth. And so, yeah, I think it's still easy to remember or to forget, like they all started somewhere not knowing anything, you know, we all start as a beginner and they've had to work their way and everybody's journey is going to look different, but Mm -hmm. there's still sort of these same processes that we go through when it comes to working through our fears and working through our limiting beliefs and, and realizing that we are capable of doing whatever it is we want to do. And so I think that's another thing to remind myself every day is that, again, they didn't happen overnight. And Mm -hmm. those women that I'm looking up to are probably still dealing with things. They probably, you know, I think I've heard several of them talk about, you know, that imposter syndrome of who am I and I'm not good enough. And why are people interested in what I have to say? And, and I feel that way a lot too. And so it's, it's definitely comforting to hear that, but it also helps having that action step of, you know, not just saying, okay, well, yeah, we all struggle, but now what can I do next? So having this sort of homework assignment of, I'm going to focus on making connections. I'm going to focus on building relationships and see where that takes me, then I think that's the piece that we need to remember to add in is not just let's admire their journey. It's okay. How can we make this applicable to our journey and what can we do next? So I appreciate that. I am going to definitely do my homework assignment and follow up with you for sure.
0: I'm excited. Thank you. And you had mentioned social media and you know, we, we hear this so many times that people just, people Post on social media what they want you to see and what mm-hmm. they want you to believe. I mean, I think I saw a, a picture one time of this fabulously successful mom, and what she showed was her face and her child. And then she showed the other picture, and the house was a complete wreck, and she still had on pajama pants. Yep. You know? <laughs> so, you don't see so I've learned to be a little bit skeptical. Mm-hmm. And I've also learned to vet the voices carefully that I allow in to influence me because. Um, I gravitate toward people who are authentically share and aren't afraid to let you know that it, it's, life sucks at times and it's difficult. Yep. But if you want something bad enough, you you push forward with that. And those are the people that I wanna learn from. And those are the people that I'm telling my story to. So so you have you know, the spectrum of social media and everything is wonderful. To the ones over here that it doesn't matter what you say their life's horrible and um uh, you have to you have to learn how to uh eliminate the extremes Mm. on both ends um in a nice way
1: (laughs) well and i i was just talking to somebody the other day about this too and the fact that we have to take control of what we consume you know i think we get we start thinking that like oh well i need to follow this person because of xyz reason but if they are causing you to feel lesser, less than about yourself or they're causing you to doubt your abilities or whatever, then it's okay to mm-hmm. click that unfollow button. You yeah. know, it's, it's, you have to curate the content you want to consume. And if you, if you're not curating it, then you're allowing it to feed in kind of unfiltered. And that's not the healthiest way to, to handle things.
0: <laughs> no. And, and it circles back around to what we talked earlier. We, we have to focus on what we can control. Mm -hmm. and and um and we have to make those decisions you know i tell people all the time when i talk with them so for example if somebody is unhappy where they're at and it looks like you know they need some assistance well they can make a choice yes (laughs) and i'm going to put the work in or they're going to make a choice no and they're going to stay stuck and what i say to them is you have to own that choice you've owned the choice to stay there Mm -hmm. that is a choice um so in a way you don't get the right to complain about it anymore because that's your choice. And I I believe that with everything we, we have control and we have a choice uh, and, and that's what we do. So I'm I'm excited. I'm so glad we're talking.
1: (laughs) Me too. This has been amazing. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much. And so tell everybody where they can find you and learn more about you, follow you on social media, hear about your podcast, share all those with us.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, my company name is Kimberly Hambrick Consulting because when I stepped out on my own and then I started my own company, they're like, what's your company name? And I'm like, so so it's really easy to find, <laughs> Kimberly Hambrick Consulting. So you can find me on the website. I have a Facebook page the same way. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm very active on LinkedIn and it's Kimberly Hambrick at LinkedIn. Um, you had mentioned my podcast. So a lot of things that I do in my life start from... Just what, you know, this was a goofy idea for my podcast. So you, you probably put a lot more thought into your podcast, but <laughs> I remember stepping out on my own and I remember I thinking, all right, I want to do this. So how am I going to differentiate myself in the coaching world? And I was mowing grass <laughs> and I thought, I'm, I'm going to call myself the cannoli coach, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I knew. I would not call myself that professionally, but I created a podcast. It's called the cannoli coach. And it's sort of like yours. It's really a conversation, but there are so many life defining moments, if you will, that I learned growing up sitting around that big Italian family table. And I have guests come on and talk about their story. And we talk about, you know, the life defining moment that moved you forward on your trajectory. And it has ended up being, um, something that I do for pure joy and for pure selfish reasons, because I love talking to people and I love hearing their stories. So if, if there's somebody out there who wants to be a guest, please reach out and let me know because I love talking to people. But it's I, I we've talked about stories before and those authentic stories. And I think that's how we learn. So yeah, so not only is it called the cannoli coach, but I really butcher the line from the godfather. And um <laughs> I, I probably every time I sign off, I say, let's leave the frustration and take the cannoli. And and I know my I know my dad who was a huge godfather fan, every time I say that it's looking down from heaven, just shaking his head up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So obviously I, t- I'm very serious about my work and I'm, mm. and, and excuse my language, I am damn good at what I do, but I like to have fun. And I believe that if we can't laugh at least once a day, we're doing something wrong.
1: Oh, that's so great. I love that. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like this has been such a great interview, great conversation, and I'm excited to get started on my homework. So I'll let you know how it goes. Great. Thank you. And I love Thank you. hearing back from you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I know I say this every time we have a guest on, but that truly was such an amazing conversation. And I am so glad that we got to have that. I just feel so blessed that through this podcast, I've been able to meet such incredible women. I've been able to have these conversations to be able to share them with you and hopefully make an impact, make a change, help you to figure something out or work through something that's blocking you. And that's exactly what I wanted with this conversation was I wanted to help those of you listening to understand what limiting beliefs look like if you've never thought about them or worked through them or heard of it. And hopefully you're walking away from this with some thoughts and some ideas of how you can discover what your limiting beliefs are and begin the work to push past them and create and do amazing amazing things so before we go as we wrap up the end of another month i want to remind you about our business builders community if you are not familiar with business builders it is the monthly subscription service that i created to help you build and grow a successful business Each month, you get new toolkits based around one particular topic to help you grow your business, and I did that specifically to give you time to really take in the information each month, to implement it, to see results and see growth instead of overwhelming you with tons of content all at once. When you sign up for Business Builders, you get access to that month's content as well as all of the previous month's content, so the library just continues to grow as you add on your new toolkits each and every month. And with that said, that also means that as time goes on, the price is going to increase just because of the amount of content that will be within the business builders library. So for right now, you can sign up for just $27 a month and you will lock in that price for the lifetime of your membership. So even if the price increases in a couple of months, your price will stay the same for the lifetime of your membership. So if you want more information or to sign up for Business Builders, head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash business builders. That link will be down in the show notes and join us. You'll get access to the Business Builders library, the private Facebook group where we have monthly Q&A sessions, one-on-one conversations, and tons of extra bonus materials. All right, guys, that does it for this week. I hope to see you inside the Business Builders community, and I hope to see you back here again next week, same time, same place.